This is Leela Fever from Common Craft. Welcome to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. So it's another episode of the App Guy podcast. Uh, I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and this is the show where I do try to get uh, some of the most interesting people who can help us in our own journeys. So whether you're working and doing this as a part-time, becoming an app developer, whether you're uh, actually running your own business, or whether you're running a multinational company, I do think that there's a lot you can get from this. Now, I am so pleased to have this next guest because I've actually interviewed this next guest before on my previous show. It's called the Entrepreneur Dad Podcast. It's another podcast I run uh, uh, for, for fun. And uh, I was so blown away by uh, Gina's openness and uh, her business model and the amount of traffic that she's getting from some of the social media sites that she's on that I just had to get her back on and, and interview her for the App Guy podcast. I think we're going to learn a huge amount. So this is a wonderful episode. Stay tuned. Let's get straight into it. Uh, Gina, I'm so pleased you could join us. Gina Luca of Shabby Creek Cottage. Welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That's okay. And uh, we have, uh, I, I'm going to blame for the connection. I've got some dodgy things going on with my broadband, so I hope we can get through. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I'm not, normally I ask you to talk through uh, your uh, journey. Uh, I would suggest anyone listening to this, go and just go to the uh, theentrepreneurdadpodcast.com, search for the episode with Gina Luca, and they'll be uh, able to listen to our chat there where you go through your entire business about Shabby Creek Cottage. What, what, what I would like to focus this episode on, Gina, is to talk about your experience of pulling traffic from Pinterest to your wonderful uh, website called Shabby Creek Cottage. So perhaps we can start there. I know that the last time we spoke, uh, you had somewhere in the region of 1 million views per month on your site, uh, which, which was an, an, an amazing amount, and three-quarters of that was coming from Pinterest. H- how have things changed since we last spoke? Um, I'm still right around a million. Um, it's about the time of year that blog traffic will go up from September to, like, February is the best time of year. Um, and so I can already see an incline, a slight incline. And the closer we get to cooler weather when more people are inside, the more traffic I'll get. So, like... In December, January, I expect to have around 2 million hits a month, but in the summertime, it falls more around 1 million. So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, About 95% of that actually comes from Pinterest. Um, So Pinterest is really good to me. I'm all about Pinterest. Well, first of all, it's not surprising because that I have to... I honestly have to congratulate you. I mean, there's so many of us listening to this who would be so uh, happy with just one-tenth, one-hundredth of that uh, achievement. And you did that. And I know that on the past episode, uh, we talked through your journey and uh, how you grew from nothing pretty much to, to where you are now. So it's just a wonderful story. I do highly encourage people to go back and check out that episode. So Pinterest, uh, let's talk about that. Uh, 
how do you use Pinterest so successfully, Gina? Perhaps you can give us some guidance. Okay, so about a year ago, um, about two years ago is when I started noticing traffic from Pinterest, and it wasn't nearly at the level it is now, but one day I decided to start pinning my own content. I'd never really done that before, so I decided to try to pin like five or six things a day, and then I saw an increase in traffic, so I went up to ten things a day, and I saw even more increase in traffic. So now I pin 30 to 35 pins a day just for my content and I also pin other people's content as well. I try to keep it at 80-20 ratio, 80% others to 20% mine. So I'm a pinning fool. I pin all the time. Um, <laughs> and I'll explain in a minute how I do that. But right at a year ago, uh, last August, my statistics were I got 200,000 hits a month. And between August and December, I went from 200,000 hits a month to a million hits a month, basically in three months. Um, and that was from nothing but Pinterest. So I, and now I always pin myself every day. If I slack off and I don't um, have my pins going live, I can tell it because my traffic will dip. You, it, it is your responsibility to promote your product, whether it's an app or a blog or a shop. It is your responsibility to promote that. And social media is the best vehicle to do that, especially for online businesses. So whether it's Facebook, which is failing miserably these days because nobody sees your posts, or um, Twitter, which is still kind of hanging in there, but it's not so great. But Pinterest works really well for me because of the community I have built in the DIY area. Um, the, the biggest kind of information you'll find on Pinterest is about fashion and DIY, but then there's a larger subset uh, than you would think. It's not as big as those two, but it, there is a large subset of m people who are trying to figure out how to work at home, how to make money, how to grow their businesses. I mean, there's tons of content out there, and there are tons of people searching for that content. So you need to be getting it on Pinterest so that everybody can find it. Yeah, Gina, I mean, again, it's just a, a, a real lesson, and uh, almost I'm sure that so many of the audience are going to pause their podcast right now, and if they haven't got a Pinterest account, sign up and start promoting themselves as their own brand or their app that they're trying to sell on the app store or whatever it is, uh, service or product that they're offering. Now, when you had this, uh, I believe that there's a tipping point and a lot of social media sites have this tipping point where you get so many mentions and you said there was this condensed three-month period where it really took off for you. Um, you currently have on your Pinterest board over 50,000 followers. So yeah. do you do you remember roughly uh, the tipping point that you uh, the number of followers that you you had at the time when it just really started to accelerate? Actually, it's not my followers that are the reason that my traffic grew so much. Pinterest has um, this ability to have group boards, which means more than one person can pin to a board, and. You can find group boards just by searching for them. You can search for DIY pin boards or recipe group boards or 
business-related group boards. There are Etsy group boards. There's a group board for anything under the sun. So you search for those, and then you ask whoever owns the board if you can be a contributor. They're going to check you out because they want to have legit people. So make sure you have good content and you're not a spammer. But the point is, I personally only have a reach of, I think it's almost 51,000 now. So I have a reach of 51,000 people. However, if you look at all the group boards I'm a part of, I have access to 5 million followers on Pinterest. They don't all follow me, but they follow whoever starts the group board. Their followers are who sees that information. So I have access to all these other group boards, and I think I'm on about 20 of them. I have access to those 20 people. I have access to get my stuff in front of their followers. Does that make sense? Gina, what, I mean, just that alone is enormous. I, I honestly never knew that there were shared boards on Pinterest. Um, since our last chat, I started dabbling with Pinterest and uh, incorporating into my daily routine uh, the app Pinterest. And what I do is I take um, an image of my uh, daily podcast show and pin that. And to be frank, I wasn't seeing, you know, a lot. There's some followers that are starting to follow me, but now I'm going to change my daily habit. I'm going to find boards, shared boards, and uh, ask to contribute that because I do think I've got some really good content to contribute. And hopefully uh, all the listeners would agree, the Abster Tribe, and then grow my Pinterest audience that way. And um, I, I think that's what I'm going to try myself. Is there any way we can search for who have got the most popular boards you honestly i started out just by asking my friends you've probably got friends um that do what you do you have um i don't know the word i'm looking for you have uh there you have friends that are at people right and they have pinterest boards too i would assume correct well you see i i have to confess that i'm uh, big on twitter but with Pinterest, I'm not using it as a social uh, board, a social platform. I'm uh, just using it to post my content. So I'm not really uh, active on Pinterest. But you don't have friends, but if you have if you have app developers who are your friends on Twitter, but then they have Pinterest as well, um, then you can go together and create a group board. Like if you have a group board that if you have a friend, most of my friends, most of my online friends are in the same realm that I'm in. Like, you have a tribe of people. And if you don't have a tribe of people, you need a tribe of people. You need people who do what you do and understand what you know and and get you. And they don't look at you like you're crazy when you're doing this whole online business thing. You need to find a tribe of people. If you don't have a tribe of people, you need to go to a blogging conference or sign up for an online blogging conference, or find a forum somewhere, you need to create connections with people who do what you do. Because if you help promote each other, you will grow faster. Well, there you go there to the audience right now. Uh, if you are willing to start a board with me, then please uh, get in touch and let's start a board together and do several there of them. There you go. <laughs> Luckily, some of my friends had huge followings already, but once you, and you know, I was on Pinterest for three years. I've been on Pinterest right since it started, and um, I was on Pinterest for three years before I started using it for my own 
project and my own content. So I had created a following of about maybe 8,000. I had, I had a little following, but I didn't have a huge one. It's really, really grown in the last year that I've been doing this because I'm putting myself out there in front of all these other people. And you can you can Google group boards for app developers. You can Google there there's somebody somewhere who's written a blog post about it. I guarantee you, there are blog posts after blog post after blog posts about um, ones in my niche. So I'm sure there is in yours as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Now I'm actually as you're speaking, yeah. I'm going through, uh, and you know, like if you think. Uh, actually, my guest list, uh, I've, uh, now your episode 145, so I've got 145 guests who have been on the show, and many of them have huge online presences like yourself, and it's just a case of finding those that would work together jo you know, jointly where you can bring something to the table, like really good content, mm -hmm. and, yep. uh, and then start a, a, a joint uh, board. I have a business board. I can invite you to it. <laughs> thank you gina i'm not sure like your crowd <laughs> hey you never know i mean your crowd of diy yeah, is well, uh, maybe they need, they yeah, need well, some sort of like app that, for that because of the etsy book like there are these people who these entrepreneurs who follow me because they want to learn the advice that i give so um it's definitely, it doesn't matter what kind of business information I pin, it usually does pretty well on there because I have a lot of people that follow me because of the business book, basically. Yes. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm actually going through some boards now and uh, you're right, they, you can go and um, get, get invited to this board and some of these boards have lots of followers and uh, my content would sit really well. So uh, a case, it's a case of reaching out to these people and uh, and grabbing the the, the the group that seems to mo most relevant. Okay, so now I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready, you can Gina. Schedule, you can schedule pins so that it pins your content 24 hours a day, and you have to. It's a paid service. The one I use is called Viral Tag. V i r a l t a g dot com. Viral Tag. You can schedule pins. I schedule about a month ahead, so I'll sit down one day and I'll spend a couple of hours and I plan out all my pins for the month, and then I don't have to worry again for a month. It's done. Well, that has blown my mind, and uh, I'm all into the uh, condensed working, so having, you know, sit down for almost just half a day a day, plan out the pins that are going, going out. And then scheduling those out. I do that for emails. I do that for podcasting, and do that um, on uh, other well social media. At the moment, I seem to be uh, doing that daily. So I need to kind of figure out some of these services. But Viral Tag uh, that sounds like a wonderful uh, gem that you've just given us. Yep, Viral Tag is awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. I've been using it since January, I think. Um, when I started doing my pinning myself. Just literally, I, w I had reminders set on my phone, and I would get up in the morning, and I would pin two or three things, and then in the afternoon, I would pin two or three things, and then at night, I would pin a lot, because the most trafficked time on Pinterest is between 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is like New York City time, 
and midnight. Those are like the prime time hours for Pinterest. And if you can pin in that window, if you're only going to pin like five things a day, pin them in that window because that has the most um, visibility time. This, this is just wonderful. So let's talk about how you pin things then, because uh, I've just gone to one of your pins and I can see that, first of all, there's a big uh, link there, or certainly an advert for theshabbycreekcottage.com. So I can see that pin is from the Shabby Creek Cottage. And, and then I can see that you're, are you commenting on the pins that you do as well uh, on your own pins? I do. I comment. You want to use good, clear descriptions that are SEO friendly. Not because they're going to give you a lot of SEO, which Pinterest pins do come up in Google pretty quickly, sometimes before your actual content will. But because the words that people use to search for things on Google are the same things that words are the same words that people search for on Pinterest. So if somebody is trying to figure out how to build um, a DIY coffee table, I'm going to use those words in my blog post. Because I know that's what Google wants, and I also know that's what Pinterest will want. So I find, I use the, um, I think we talked about this in your other podcast. I have a blog post that teaches you how to use the Google AdWords keyword tool. And um, I use that same keywords in Pinterest because those are highly searchable. Yeah, uh, anyone can find that. I use it all the time. It's the uh, planner tool, isn't it? The Google AdWords keyword tool the planner tool now mm -hmm. part of adwords and it, it's free if you've got a google account uh, and what i do is i um after speaking with you in fact i decided to um, make my podcasts uh, keyword friendly and assume that what is being searched on google is also being searched in podcast land on itunes and most of my titles yep. now for the podcast are really big searched keywords and uh, that's been very beneficial to me so uh, in terms of pinning then, uh, you put that keyword in the title of the pin itself. Uh, is that right? So I'm looking at how to I remove paint. Sorry? I just put it in the description of the pin. What you're seeing where it has like my blog name and bold words right under the photo, that's from, um, I have what's called rich pins on my website and you can Google that. I actually can't tell you how to do it. Um, my computer genius she's a godsend she did it for me um so i don't know how to do it but i do know it's called rich pins and you can set it up for any website right okay so um for example then i think the title of this particular pin it's one of your latest ones it says how to remove paint from furniture without chemicals and mm -hmm. um, that's the title of it so i'm assuming that's that's a more descriptive title than any keyword search tool uh, and then it, there's a description somewhere isn't there that, that I guess where you've used all the, the keywords that you found in uh, Google yeah right yep exactly and your pins are actually uh, they've got the same in the pins themselves how to remove paint without chemicals and mm -hmm. uh, is that so, so that's quite important so that you've got a visual re repeat of the title in in the pin itself yeah, let's talk about visuals a little bit. People don't read the fine print. Um, so the descriptions that you're writing, if people, if it's just on their page, on their home page, their feed of the pins of people they're following that are going through, 
People don't usually read the fine print. So what I do is I take a long, tall, skinny photo. I find that proportions of 800 pixels to about 1,500 or even 1,800 pixels works best. I'm sorry, 600. 600 to 1,600 works best. Um, and then I put words on it somewhere. If you do that, it takes up more vertical space on your pin page. If you ever look at your Pinterest homepage, you'll notice there's some tiny little pictures. And then there's these great big long pictures. Those long pictures are going to catch your attention more quickly because they take up more space. So if you get the space for free, why not take as much as you can get, right? Yeah, right. That's absolutely right. So you make long, tall, skinny pictures and put words that are really big on it and like stand out at you in a really great font so that um, people are drawn to those. And I think maybe that's another reason why my pens do so well is because I always use clear fonts that are easy to read. They're very recognizable um, and it's easy to look at. So you, it draws you in and it makes you want to click on it. And then you always put a reference to your uh, site at the bottom. I noticed it's not the shabbycreekcottage.com, but just uh, the words. Is, is that because um, people can quite easily click through? Yeah, that's from the Rich Pens. So that uh, that's part of the, the, the beauty that happens when you have Rich Pens installed on your website. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, then uh, an easy click through, which um, goes straight to the... Oh, now, the other thing which I've noticed is that the same uh, image is very quickly identified. So I know that I've come to the right place, but then I get more of a description about what it is and more pictures and images about that particular topic. This is great. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and... And so that that is the way to use Pinterest and, and you're doing um, so are you doing five or six blogs per day then? No, I only post um, right now um, I've kind of been taking it easy all summer. I only post uh, three to four times a week right now on my blog. Um, so I'm not even posting every day right now. Oh, so when you do pins, uh, you're doing, f f you said five or so pins per day. Do you do uh, different images to the same blog? The same oh, no, blog no, page? no. I use my old content too. Recycle your old content. Like, that's your key because you've spent all this time building up content. I mean, I have 1,500 posts on my blog. So I have plenty of content that I don't have to duplicate over and over and over again. Um use all that content you created it so why not make the most of it there are things that are on my blog that are four years old and i still get traffic every day from it gina if i was next to you i'd be coming up and hugging you because uh you just reminded me that i have got an enormous amount of content on my website a lot of podcast episodes uh, loads of uh, really interesting guests and uh often uh, when I look at my podcast stats, uh, I can see a lot of people do go through archive shows, listening to it. They're still relevant and interesting. And you've just reminded me, why on earth am I not uh, going and uh, repinning these and re-promoting these uh, old episodes? Because it's still valuable content. Yep. Repin it for, uh, I mean, don't just pin it once and be done with it. Pin it. I have my 150 top posts. 
get pinned at least three times a month every month. At least three times. Probably closer to five or ten times a month every month. So can we talk about analytics? I mean, uh, one of the things that I have been doing over the last couple of months is uh, Twitter has got a very good back analytical tool that enables me to see how many of my tweets are actually uh, have impressions and how many have been retweeted and, and give me the engagement stats. And it's made me really think about uh, so some of the most popular tweets and then actually retweeting those or reposting them. Uh, do you have analytical tools for Pinterest? Yes. If you sign up for a business account, which doesn't cost anything, it's still free. When you um, sign up for a business account and you verify your website, you get free in dash analytics which are awesome it tells you which ones get the most pins and the repins and click throughs and pinterest <coughs> excuse me pinterest is just now rolling out something called promoted pins big businesses are the only ones really doing it right now bloggers um have the capability and i'm actually going to start in a couple of weeks doing that um i noticed converse yesterday i was looking up something about fashion and I noticed there was this Converse pin, and it had be, been repinned 14,000 times. And it was a promoted pin, and I was like, dude, I'm so doing that. So um, they're, they're rolling out a paid version of pinning, um, which will get you way more visibility. And I think I'm going to try it out. Uh, I don't know how it'll work, but I'm definitely going to give it a try. Uh, so finally, then they have um, succumbed to uh, advertising and, and promoted uh, pins. Uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting because I know that they, it's taken a while, I guess, for them to, to, to roll that out. Uh, is well, it they made all their money. The first few years, they made all their money from affiliate sales because every time you link to Amazon or Target or any place that has an affiliate program, Pinterest was signed up for it. And if you click through from Pinterest, Pinterest got all the affiliate money. And so they made tons and tons of money from affiliate money but now i mean they're growing at such a massive rate they can't stay afloat just doing that and i don't begrudge them they bring me so much traffic like dude i don't mind paying back like they've given me so much i don't remind i don't mind to to invest in that because that works for me so why wouldn't i invest in something that works yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing we have to bear in mind as we're all doing this is is um, that, you know, that the example of Facebook and uh, how they've obviously they're in their pursuit of uh, now a public company making more money. Uh, they, they have uh, messed around with the algorithms that show that the, the um, tweet, not, not the tweets, the uh, Facebook status updates. And, and so a lot of pe people that have come on my show talking about Facebook have been a little bit disgruntled because they've built up these enormous followings and Facebook have taken away the ability for them to actually send status updates to their own fans, their own followers. Yeah, I have almost 67,000 followers on Facebook and I'm lucky if 1,500 people see what I'm posting. Yeah, unless you pay, of course, and then everyone will see it. Unless but, you pay. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. They're holding you at ransom for your own, you know, trying to get, get in front of your own audience. So, for your uh, own traffic, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> We've actually... Publicity. Sign up for my Facebook page. Sign up for my Facebook page. And then they're like, yeah, no, no. And we're done there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've been actually... 
Gina, we've been exploring uh, on this show, in fact, uh, uh, ways of getting emails from people uh, that are following you on Facebook or Pinterest. And that's because then you could email market them the same stuff. And at least then with it, when you've got a, a user's email that you're guaranteed that, that that is your user and you could always communicate with them. See, I'm a huge, huge proponent of subscribers. I have an email mailing list. It's free. You can sign up for it on my blog. Um, but, you know, until you said that, I had never thought to use Facebook to get people to sign up. I should totally do that. Yeah, and it actually, it's one of the past episodes. Now, people listening could go and listen to this again. It's with Josh L, and he talked through his uh, experience of doing a giveaway, which I've actually been doing as well. I just started a giveaway a couple of uh, hours ago. And uh, they, uh, the intention there is that you entice people to enter the giveaway, and to enter it, they have to give their email address. And so, effectively, they're signing up for you, and uh, you're, you're drawing them out of uh, Facebook and into the giveaway and into email marketing. And the, the the attraction is that they get more entries to your giveaway if they uh, actually promote you through their lucky URL, which is a, a t- technically, I guess, an f- affiliate link. And they get more entries yeah. into the contest. I've done that before, straight on my blog. But I feel like you have such massive fallout after the giveaway is over that it's not really worth the effort. Like, I have seen as much as 90% of that traffic go away that you gained from the giveaway go away within 30 days. Because as soon as they know they didn't win, they just unsubscribe. That, that, so that's so like, interesting, Gina. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get back in touch with Josh. It's been about 30 days or more since we spoke. So see how, how big his fallout is. He gained, uh, uh, oh, maybe now, I think at the, the, end, the end count was 160,000 emails from, uh, from one tweet that he sent out. So, uh, oh, wow. Uh, but yeah. Do you have a big Twitter follow? Uh, yeah, he had, um, I think, an email list of, I think he's openly said this, of 5,000 uh, or so emailers and uh, subscribers. And uh, he sent one email uh, or maybe two and one tweet. And then that grew to 160,000, uh, the end count, uh, once he took away all the spammy emails. I think it was initially it was about 360,000. And then he managed to get it down to the um, the confirmed and the unconfirmed. and. Uh, yeah, uh, there is a there is a dropout, there is a fallout, I guess, uh, slowly, depending on the content you can follow up with. And if it's relevant content, then um, there may be more of a, uh, maybe, maybe more people stick with you. Maybe so. That sounds incredible, though. Yeah, well, I mean, that's again, uh, it's like everything, you know, we've got to be careful. We are talking to you and I don't think anyone can copy what you've done. You know, you've got a unique offering. You're just, um, you're, you're absolutely killing it here with the traffic from Pinterest. And I just would, would warn people that, yes, you know, it's good to try this stuff, but, you know, we're not going to see at this stage results like yourself, Gina, without, because you've, you said from, from the start that you've been on Pinterest almost literally since it was uh, first launched and you've clearly, mm-hmm. you know, you, the thing that you've done is you've gained all these habits of doing all this stuff and learned all these different techniques. And all we can do is try and emulate and, and hope that we can gain some very small portion of the success that you've had with Pinterest. Honestly, the recipe is don't be afraid to try new things. I have a friend who does incredibly, incredibly well on Google Plus. She has over half a million followers. I suck at Google Plus. Like, I think I have like 3,000 followers or something like that. My blog is at least twice the size of hers, but I don't have the same Google Plus following. 
she does really, really well. So she rocks Google+. Plus. If your friend is doing awesome on Twitter, I'm also horrible at Twitter. So I don't tweet much. So you have to figure out what you have and what your audience attaches itself to. I know that my Facebook page does okay. I guess it does really well compared to some smaller ones. But for ones my size, it's it's not so great. I still maintain that community. But my Instagram and my Pinterest are really the things that do the very, very best. So I stick with those because you have to figure out what works and then figure out how to make it work better. And this is the wonderful thing about this podcast because if anyone was looking to your business, Gina, from the outside without hearing this and without actually speaking to you, I would look like, so for example, I'd look at your Pinterest and I would look at your Facebook and I would actually make the assumption that your Facebook is better for you because you have more followers and, uh, you know, you have less followers on Pinterest as as compared to Facebook. But that, that would be a completely and utterly wrong assumption and uh, I'd be way off. Right. But and, and this is the thing we have to be very careful of is, and I know I've fell into this trap and I'm sure many of the apps to tribe listening to have done the same thing where they go off, they research online, you know, someone is doing really well, sort of killing it in their field. Uh, they try and emulate them by copying what they can see. Uh, and ultimately they they make, you know, the mistake of, of just, uh, as I've made a mistake there of thinking one thing and actually, you know, in, in fact, it's the other. I think whatever kind of content it is that you're putting out into the world, whether it's a podcast or a blog post or a product in a shop, concentrate on making the best content you possibly can and then figure out how to spread it around. Um, but you have to have the content or you, you have nothing to promote. So, figure out your content first. If you're just starting out, focus on your content. I still make Content is my focus. I, I think about what I'm going to write about, how I'm going to write it. Um, I worry about the content, and then I figure out how to make it work for my social media. So I write with Pinterest in mind. When I'm writing a post, I write how-to posts because I know those will do well on Pinterest. You have to figure out how to create content for your audience that works the best. Does that make sense? That makes an enormous sense. And I've actually highlighted that how-to posts because I think that's something we could all learn from. Well, Gina, you have helped me create some amazing content because this is a, this is a fan fantastic episode. Uh, it has differed slightly from the usual and uh, we've just got so many gems and golden nuggets of information here. Uh, I can't thank you enough, Gina. How best can my audience, Apps to Tribe, connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's a really easy way. Instagram, you can search for Shabby Creek or you can search for me by my name, Gina Luker, and find me on there. I'm most active on there. You can also find me on my blog, theshabbycreekcottage.com. My email address is in the sidebar, which is also easy to remember. It's Gina at theshabbycreekcottage.com. So that's the easiest ways to connect with me, either through Instagram commenting on my blog or drop me an email. And actually, just before we draw it to an end, Gina, uh, Pinterest have recently brought out the uh, ability to message each other. Is, how's that working for you? And are you getting a lot of uh, interesting you know, connections on Pinterest uh, through the messaging or is that uh, a bit spammy? 
I don't really use it, but I have found people. I have a group board that I own, and I get a lot of people asking me through the messenger system if they can, um, if they can be a member on my board. So if I think the person has to follow you, and you have to follow them. But if that's the case, then you can ask privately and not have to beg on somebody's pen in public, leave a comment on their pen. Can I be on your group board, please? Um, I, I think the private messaging thing is good for that. I haven't really used it for anything else because I rarely go directly to Pinterest because uh, I do everything through viral tags. So I go to Pinterest when I'm searching for specific inspiration. Um I was up at 2 o'clock this morning and was trying to figure out how to do something because I couldn't sleep. And uh, I got on Pinterest at 2 o'clock this morning. That's probably the first time I've been on Pinterest in a couple of weeks. Unless I'm searching for something, I don't really go on there. And I use Pinterest more than I do Google these days. Wow. That, well, you are the avid entrepreneur and, you know, the fact that you can't sleep because your mind is buzzing with things that you want to do, then it just shows... What a passion you have for your, your subject and uh, the wonderful advice that you've just openly shared. Um, I know uh, this is overrunning and I've got to just pick up on one final thing. In the pre-chat, you did mention that you'd like to talk about money. And uh, I wondered if um, I could pick you up on that and just see what it was you wanted to share with the Abster tribe. Okay, so a friend and I, we had this conversation. Um, it's been a couple of years ago now. Uh, well, it's been just over a year because we were both at a crossroads and we couldn't decide what was the path to take because <clears throat> when you've only been blogging for a year or two or maybe even three, you kind of get feel like you get stuck in this pigeonhole and you don't know which direction to go. Um, and we are both struggling. So... We talked about you can either blog for money, to make money. You can blog so that you're gearing so that you get more traffic and make more money from ad networks and sponsorships and that kind of thing. So you can blog for cash or you can blog for community. You can blog to build up a following, a loyal community of people who invest and trust what you have to say. I flat out said... I'm blogging for cash. I'm blogging to make the money. I don't need notoriety. I don't want fame. I just want to be able to provide a good income for my family. So I'm going to take this route and I'm going to do whatever it is I have to do to get the traffic to make money. She said, because she is a Christian homeschool blogger, she said, I'm going to blog for community. And we were like, okay, great. This is awesome. We both have our path. So we both took our path and she dropped all of her ad networks, she took all the ads off of her blog, and she just kept blogging. Luckily, um, her husband is an attorney and um, a CPA, and he provided a good income, plus she had a little, Etsy, she has an Etsy shop, which provides income for her. So her blog was not the, the money maker for her. My blog was my money maker, and I've done incredibly well. I make over six figures a year on my blog. Um... She kind of limped along, and she doesn't have nearly the following that I do. I think she gets around 100,000 hits a month. But within the last 
probably three months. She got a two-book deal and got a really good two-book deal and has been contacted to do a reality show. So even though she focused on creating content for her community and not creating content for traffic's sake, she just wanted to, to solidify the community that she had and grow it very slowly. And I wanted to grow mine as quickly as I could. We took two different paths, but we both became very successful on that path. So you have to decide if you're going to create content for community or create content to make money. And once you figure that out, it'll, 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 help, it'll help you in so many decisions. Um, it, it is unreal. Because now I think, is this actually going to make me money? And I know that sounds like a really harsh thing to say, but before I go into any partnership of any kind, unless I'm doing it because I want to do it, um, I almost never do anything for free. I, I don't work for brands for free. I don't do design work for free. I don't do anything for free because if I want to spend my time for free, I'm going to spend my time with my kids, right? That is so thought-provoking and again it almost feels like it warrants another episode just talking about that but what I love the way you've encap I love the way you've encapsulated that whole journey that story and I know it resonates massively with all of us because um, a lot of us uh, are into giving back and doing stuff for free and we're kind of confused and you've just helped identify that take either of those two paths follow it then at least you know where you stand and uh, what I've learned, Gina, is that sometimes you either follow your passion, as your friend did, and, and do it for the love of it, and then eventually the money will come, or you master some skill, and then by that mastery, you'll find your passion, and you'll still have the money at the end of the day. So a wonderful kind of thought-provoking uh, way to finish the show. It it. You know, even though I'm very business-minded, I'm still incredibly passionate about what I do. Um, so there, there is no right or wrong answer in that question. You just have to decide which one is, is right for you. And then it'll, it'll just help you all the way around to make decisions about your business and your work life and your family and it'll help you decide which sacrifices are worth it and which are not well gina i'm going to be playing this time and time again uh, it's such a great episode i honestly could talk to you for ages but i know that we've uh, you, you've got a business to run so thank you so much for <laughs> joining us and uh, just contributing me. your content yeah you're welcome back anytime gina thank you Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.